Hot takes, not hot takes. This is Everyone is Wrong, a counterintuitive pop culture podcast. I'm your host, Seth Sommerfeld. Thanks for listening. My guest today is your friendly neighborhood PR man, has survived the blip, and may or may not have ever ridden the Spider-Man ride, but certainly knows a thing or two about Universal Studios Florida. I have ridden the ride I have as well. multiple times, and it is a blast. He swings in today to counter the previous episode of the pod where I took shots at Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy because he is, in fact, not a huge fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe's treatment of everyone's favorite webhead in his three standalone Spider-Man films to date starring Tom Holland. Everyone is wrong, but Jason Baxter isn't. Thanks for coming on again, Jason. Of course. So yeah, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, we talked about the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy and some of my issues with that, and Jason defended and countered some of those, and now we will flip the roles, and uh, I will be the good guy, and he will be the villain if you are a fan of these movies. So yeah, I think it pretty much explains it. We're heading into Spider-Verse two times, and that's why Uh we're doing these, and uh, Watch Spider Verse and don't watch the Andrew Garfield movies, except for maybe one of these movies where Andrew Garfield is the best he's ever been at Spider Man. Um, I will grant you that, but yeah, we'll yeah, get there. We will, we will get there. So, yeah, let's get into the background of the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Spider Man films. Sure, it's messy. So, this is one of the times where I'm going to talk in like studio business before I actually get to talking about the actual movie because it's yeah. sort of required. It, yeah, absolutely. So after the Marvel Cinematic Universe became sort of the biggest pop culture moneymaker around, thanks to films like Iron Man and the Avengers, there is one thing in the interconnected universe. Well, a couple things, actually. Also X-Men. Yep. That was missing. <laughs> Fantastic Four. But yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, one main thing that like people really were clamoring for probably above all the others, which was Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, This was because Sony held the rights to the character, and as long as they made a movie every few years, they kept retaining those rights. I believe it was like every six years they had to make a movie. something like that. And so to fill that like void, contractual void, they made the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, and neither of those were critical successes or box office you know, hits. I think they probably like made money. I think, like, yeah, I think they made you know, money, but but it's just not. Like, they didn't make Raimi money. They baby. didn't make Raimi money. They certainly didn't make MCU money, which is already a thing at this point established. Where it's just like, oh, you can just like print money off these Marvel movies, and they were even Sony if no one not, knows the characters. Yeah. yeah, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody knows who exactly the hell these people what are. I was and talking it's just about. like, yeah. yes, we will go see this. It doesn't matter. We're on board. So. Sony and Marvel eventually came to an agreement because I, Sony was basically like, oh, we're not any good at making these movies, really. We would like you to print us some money. Yes, uh, you can produce them mm-hmm. and we will distribute them. Mm-hmm. And then I think there was some other weird caveat about the merchandise. Yeah, and there's also things where it's like, you know, if you hop online right now, at least when we're recording this, it's like there are two of these MCU Spider-Man movies which aren't on Disney Plus because they don't have the full like streaming rights to it. Yep. Yeah. Long story short, eventually Spider-Man got to join the MCU sort of mid-movie in 2016's Captain America Civil War where yeah. Iron Man brought him into the fold of the Avengers universe that was sort of already established. And because of that, there was not really the, you know, 
and people can some people like this some people didn't there basically wasn't the like no origin story. origin story yeah. because you know in one sense there's been multiple spider-man franchises now in the past 10 years people might be tired of seeing this. it's like it's like, like uh, when people complain about bruce thomas wayne. and martha wayne yeah, yeah bruce wayne's parents dying yeah. again and again it's just like oh we don't need to kill uncle ben right now he's spider-man Go for it. Anyway, so his appearance in Captain America Civil War paved the way for standalone MCU movies. Spider-Man Homecoming in 2017 was the first of the three newer Spideys directed by John Watts. It stars Tom Holland as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man, Laura Harrier as Peter's love interest Liz, Jacob Batalon as Peter's best friend Ned, Zendaya as their odd pal Michelle, Marissa Tomei as Aunt May and Robert Downey Jr. shows up as Tony Stark slash Iron Man. And the villain in this first film is Michael Keaton's Adrian Toomes slash the Vulture. Yeah. The film starts out with Peter being frustrated that he has to be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and not getting to do epic battles alongside the Avengers. He gets caught up in a bigger plot when he discovers that criminals are using extraterrestrial based weapons around new york city to at first like rob an atm and then he starts to unravel the plot and the man behind these crazy space weapons is adrian tombs who got screwed over by tony stark and has decided to use salvage alien tech to continue to steal more alien tech and sort of become a black market arms dealer um, right, it was it's, all stuff it's, it's the, the Chitauri stuff from the Battle of New York yeah, in the Avengers. In the yeah. Avengers, yeah. yeah. It's all, he was in a cleanup crew and then they kind of like got screwed out of their contract and then eventually they built up more alien tech and he also built a mech flying suit which allows him to become <laughs> the Vulture. <laughs> Somehow, but yeah, yeah all right. You know, it's a, it's a jetpack, basically. Eventually, the Vulture and Spider-Man's... Eventually, Spider-Man and the Vulture's paths cross, and Peter attempts to thwart the Vulture's plan with the help of Ned, who finds out Peter's identity and becomes his guy in the chair. And yep. this is all despite Tony Stark warning him to keep out of it and like keep his head down, be like, you know, a small-time superhero around the neighborhood. Eventually, Spider-Man has to save Liz in certain situations, but... Things become more messy when he meets her dad. Spidey eventually saves the day and finds out that Michelle likes to go by the name MJ. Whoa. Whoa. I forgot that they, they do that as like a gotcha at the end. Yeah. I was also <laughs> kind like. Kind of annoying. It's kind of annoying, but also like I was dumb enough to be like, oh, I didn't like realize that that was like the MJ character for a while. I'm like, well, because it's, so it's not her character. Right. Like they made a whole, they made new, a whole character new character MJ, and just right. like slapped the name on it. Correct. Yeah. Anyway. And also I was not like familiar with like Zendaya being a huge star because I'm not a Disney tween. Uh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> and this is like pre euphoria. Yeah. Pre two Emmy wins? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, Spider Man Homecoming was released on July 7th, 2017, and was a huge hit, making $880 million at the box office. And then, of course, that led to more sequels in the MCU money printing machine. Spider Man Far From Home picks up after the events of Avengers Endgame and features largely the same cast with Jake Gyllenhaal entering the fray as Quentin Beck slash Mysterio and Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury playing a bigger role. Mm, but is it Nick Fury? It's not. 
Being overwhelmed by superheroing and the pressure of taking on Tony Stark's mantle, spoiler alert, he dies in Endgame. He sure did. Peter is stoked to go on a class trip to Europe and hopefully tell MJ that he has feelings for her, even ignoring Nick Fury's calls to get out of doing Spider-Man business. Fury wants help dealing with new elemental monsters who are being fought by a new Cape Crusader who becomes known as Mysterio, who claims he's from another dimension and these elemental monsters destroyed his home world. Mysterio's battle with one of the creatures in Florence loops in Peter because he and his class are there on a trip. So Fury recruits Spidey to team up with Mysterio to battle these elemental monsters. He also gives him a gift from Tony Stark, which is a pair of glasses with Edith tech, which basically controls the Stark military defense arsenal and AI and uh, lots of drones and all sorts of stuff. The more you explain this plot, the less... It's making sense to me. Frustrated. But go on. (laughs) Frustrated by battling and not focusing on his personal life, Peter gives Beck control of Edith. But it turns out Beck was manufacturing all these monsters and Mysterio with the help of fellow disgruntled former Stark employees who have good grievances. But also he's sort of a bad dude. After MJ figures out Peter is Spider-Man, the two of them share their feelings and he's able to thwart Mysterio's plot, but leaked doctored footage put out by J. Jonah Jameson makes it look like Spider-Man was murdering Mysterio and then they reveal that Peter Parker is actually Spider-Man to the world. Da-da-da! Oh, this is a problem that sounds like it needs a ridiculous solution. Hey, speaking of ridiculous solutions and the third movie in this franchise, before we get there, Spider-Man Far From Home was released on July 2nd, 2019 and made $1.132 billion. Jesus. And that's not even the financial peak of this (laughs) trilogy. Wow. Well, I can see why the third one. Okay. Anyway, go on. Yes. As we were saying, Spider-Man No Way Home is the third film. It again keeps the core cast, but adds a multiverse dimension. This was post-Spider-Verse, it should be noted. Yes. Bringing in Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange and various past cinematic Spider-Men and villains. Yeah. 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 With everyone knowing Peter's identity, life becomes hellish for his friends and family, including MJ and Ned being rejected from colleges for being associates with this possible murdering superhero forgetting that he like literally saved the planet like two years ago but yeah, i mean right. hey let's trust this one thing of dr Fitch. we'll get into that yeah uh, frustrated peter goes to dr strange to try and make people forget the fact that peter parker is spider-man but when the spell goes awry because dr strange doesn't explain things and peter is a dipshit it opens up portals to other dimensions where anyone who knows that spider-man is peter parker in some reality can enter <laughs> Yeah, that's the internal logic. Yes. At first, this brings in the rogue gallery from past Spider-Man franchises. This includes Alfred Molina as Dr. Octopus, William Defoe's Green Goblin, Jamie Foxx's Electro from the Andrew Garfield one, Reese Evans' Lizard from the Andrew Garfield one, and Thomas Hayden Church's Sandman. I'm pretty certain the latter two 
were never on set or maybe even in yeah, a they vocal voice band. them and then they use stock footage. Yeah. Uh, with the help of Doctor Strange, Spider-Man captures them, but rather than send them back to their universes where they're they figure out that they're probably gonna die, he decides to try and cure them all and traps Doctor Strange in another dimension to give himself time to figure this out. Peter works with the villains towards cures, but Norman's Green Goblin persona takes over and lets the batch loose, killing Aunt May in the process. Sad face. With Doctor Strange's ring, Ned and MJ accidentally bring in two other Spider-Men, the one played by Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Together, the three Spider-Men must try and cure all the villains and send them back to their proper universes. Spider-Man No Way Home was released on December 17th, 2021 and made a mind-boggling $1.922 billion at the box office. Jesus. I do think it's very funny that the in-movie explanation for how Ned can use a sling ring, which Mm -hmm. is what Doctor Strange has, to like open portals and do magic and whatever bullshit, is that like, oh yeah, like, you know, my, my, my Tia had some magic in her or something. And you're like, what? Like, yeah. She like <laughs> says that you're magic, but it's just like, oh, that's not okay. Whatever. It's, uh, ma- yeah. Magic we'll, isn't we'll, genetic, there, but all there's right. There's some logic yeah. holes in these movies, of course. Um, they're superhero movies after all. So yeah, I came into, so now getting to like the personal, before we dive into the critical response. Yeah, sure. So as established on the last episode, I came in where it was like, I do not like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. I do not. Like the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies for different reasons, basically like I mean we we'll can we can this. agree on that, yeah. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, well, hopefully this Spider-Man, I'm gonna come in hopeful. The MCU has been like pretty like pretty solid up to this point. It was before the post sort of like endgame drop off. And also these are still like the best, I would say, post endgame movies for the most part. Uh yeah, yeah I wouldn't fight you on that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, and it was like Tom Holland was sort of what I wanted in the Spider-Man version that I wanted. And again, again, mileage may vary. So uh, I really identify with especially Homecoming. Homecoming like absolutely works for me. It's one of my favorite superhero movies. It's like definitely in the top five for me. Definitely my favorite live action Spider-Man movie. Okay. I mean, I think of those three, it's far and away the best. Yeah. And I I wouldn't disagree with that. Like I, I... to me it's like great and the others are like great at points and uh frustrating at lots of points i'd say like the i don't know if two is ever great at a point but i would say well there's like that cool sequence at the end but yeah yeah and like three i think is a lot of a mess and then when all three spider-man get together it's kind of like this is actually this is magic but (laughs) also like you had to bring back these people yeah you know yeah Okay, uh, what was your sort of, because you're less of an MC, you're more, I won't say you're an MCU straight up hater, because you still like watch them, but I would say yeah, you I watch every generally movie. are like, I don't like, you generally like <laughs> give, send me text messages that like, I don't like this movie at all, I hate this. Sure, I mean, I see every one of them out of obligation, basically. You know, I was, I was a fan early on, like you said, there's been a drop off. Uh, and I've seen most of the shows as well. Like, just want to stay in the conversation. But right, yeah, I'm just not afraid of being like, well, is it a good movie or is it not? You know. Mm-hmm. And some of the ones that I love, other people are like, what? Yeah. Like, I think we, we uh, disagree on a couple of them. 
like I think the first Captain America is like one of the best ones they've ever oh, done. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's actually a pretty wide hell. I think most people think. Oh, that's actually, they agree with me. Okay, I think good. I think more people have come around on. Like, I think the that first franchise just falls off. I would say I like you like Iron Man three much more than I like Iron Man three. I think Iron Man three is like a total. Uh, yeah, I've 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 had misgivings about that one recently, okay. but um. I remember at the time I was like, "Well, this is at least a little bit different," mm-hmm. um, which is why I like the Guardians movies so much. Yeah, uh, the Guardians movies are great because yeah, there's like a, there's a voice behind them. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of my other complaints about the Marvel movies are like very the Marvel Studios movies are very superficial. It's like the color grading sucks, mm-hmm. um, the scores aren't memorable, like things like that. Where right. it's like uh, you could try a little harder but you know that you don't have to right kind of thing i think it's uh, i i believe it was griffin new and i'm blank check who's like yeah they're like it's they're fast food movies mm. like they they have an assembly line process mm-hmm. so you know what you're gonna get yeah but it's not gonna be nutritious necessarily mm-hmm. but i i would also say like there is the element uh like one of the film podcasts i listen to which is the film vault and like they're not very pro superhero movies, but they're also like, you know, they recognize like, oh, these like films have so much of a higher floor than like the action movies when like they were kids. Like a lot of that where it's sure. just like, oh, this is like there's comedic elements through like compared to like some of the 90s like attempts at the like sort of the same thing where it's just like oh yeah or even just like earlier attempts at like superhero movies like the you know the fantastic fours before oh boy like yeah yeah where it's just like oh yeah these you know even if you don't there's things in like most marvel movies there's a few exceptions that like you know like in black widow you have the florence pew character where you're like this is an awesome character and i love this yeah character, this is popping. even though like yeah the rest of the movie is not i at least have this thing to like latch on to um but that's also because florence pew is the best. the best yeah well yeah and the and, and marvel also does that thing that's you know so in vogue right now where it's like find some guy that had like a hot sundance movie or whatever and then suddenly here you are with like a 150 200 million dollar budget yeah don't worry about the action scenes we'll previs those yeah and that is an issue I have with these Holland movies is the action feels very mm-hmm. uh, perfunctory. Also, I mean... Whereas, like, Raimi, like, you know he was, like, probably pretty fucking hands-on with those mm-hmm. the action scenes and the staging and everything. That's why they're so exhilarating and exciting and cool. Even though they are, like, some mm-hmm. of them are, you know, CGI goop. And, but- yeah, and I mean, you know, Raimi has done an MCU movie now, but there's also been other directors where it's like... Oh, Chloe Zhao, you have a MCU movie. This movie sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. like, it feels more like a Chloe Zhao movie, but it's just like, that doesn't fit in the MCU at all. No, like, and it looks you like poop. should not have, a, yeah. like your voice did not work here. Yeah. And I get it, but no. So. Well, hang on. Well, I, I will say one thing before yeah. we go on too, too much further. I will say a nice thing about Spider-Man Homecoming, which you kind of glossed over when you're describing the plot. The reveal that Michael Keaton is Liz's dad is brilliant. Oh, it's so good. Because you're like... There's one of the... Because you're like, well, he's white and she's right. black or a mixed race. There's no way. Like, And then it's you're like, oh, shit. It's something you don't shit. see coming at all. Yeah. It's one of the best... Like, And then it turn- leads to like the best scene in the movie, which yeah. is like him and Peter in the car. It's one of the best uh, twists in... As we said, we're 
and the last episode we're spoiling all these i was being yeah. a little coy but uh <laughs> yeah it's one of the best twists in i think recent movies that i've seen and it's like it adds so much to the movie where you're like i'm not like sure where this is like how the it's like oh the villain is gonna be how is he gonna deal with vulture and it seems like oh this is getting away from it and then you're like slammed back into it and you know you have that always the good scenario where like you know things that the other characters know and don't know and yeah. like you get to see reactions and well see them working it out and it does the thing that the raimi movies made a priority which is like the villain has to have a personal connection to peter mm-hmm. which doesn't happen in the later holland movies at all mm-hmm. if anything they have a personal connection to tony stark or Toby McGuire, uh, or whatever, but yeah, I, 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 I think that's a crucial part of the Spider-Man formula. Mm. Is like, you know, you can fight the Shocker or whatever, but it's way more interesting when, like, you know, your arch villain is your friend's dad, right? Your girlfriend's dad, <laughs> or yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even more six. Um, but yeah, so getting into the critical response of these. Unlike Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy, where the third is kind of considered a turn in the punch bowl, all three MCU Spider-Mans are basically universally hits among critics and fans per Rotten Tomatoes. Homecoming has a 92% score, 91 among top critics, 87% audience score. Far From Home is a 90% with 86% among top critics and a 95% audience score. And No Way Home scores 93%, 90 among top critics, with a bonkers 98% audience score. Wow. And was nominated for an Oscar for Best Visual Effects. Huh. Okay. It was the only Oscar nomination this franchise. The the Raimi had more, but also it was an era of less like Well, and it also won. With regards to Homecoming, Newsweek's Trafel Ahmed stated in their review... Did we really need a new Spider-Man movie so soon after the ill-fated franchise fronted by Andrew Garfield, which itself closely followed Sam Raimi's beloved Spider-Man trilogy starring Tobey Maguire? After watching Spider-Man Homecoming from the irresistible combination of director John Watts and the new web-slinger Tom Holland, the answer is... Irresistible? The answer is yes. This is the Spidey movie we've been waiting for. It's also the best Spider-Man movie of the bunch. Okay, yeah, this is one of the things that really sticks in my craw okay. when people say, like, finally, they did Spider-Man right. I'm like, no, they already did. No, I'm, I'm one of those people. Uh, David Elstein <sighs> of Vulture wrote, even those of us who regard the Marvel aesthetic as a plague on the world of cinema can find much in Spider-Man Homecoming to be charmed by. Soren Anderson of the Seattle Times opined, this third time is the charm in Marvel's pantheon of Spider-Man portrayers. Tobey Maguire was pretty good. Andrew Garfield was so-so. But Holland, well, you've got it. You've got it. Holland has it. Hmm. NPR's Bob Modello declared, what makes this homecoming fun is Holland, who seems as excited about Spider-Man as his classmates, even though he is Spider-Man. At one point, he shows off a selfie video he took while he was in somebody else's Marvel movie. At one point, that's like the opening of the it movie. Is the opening movie. Uh, Village Voice critic Alan Schurstel said, it's the first Spider-Man flick as ebullient as the comics you read when you were a kid. As a counter, 
John DeFore of The Hollywood Reporter did not enjoy this film, noting, if Homecoming is any clue, no one can assume that any Marvel Studio exec getting access to those famous mutants would immediately start wondering if Wolverine would be fiercer with a little Hulk blood in him, or if Professor X might enjoy getting out of the wheelchair with the help of Tony Stark's surplus exoskeletons. That's the kind of over-eager cluelessness displayed in this occasionally exciting but often frustrating film, which seems to think the iconic character created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko will appeal to more tech-addicted teens if only his costume has as many gizmos baked into it as Iron Man's. Uh, That's a weird argument that I sort of agree with. I don't agree with the way it's phrased, but yeah. Yeah. I knew you... There's, There's some parts of that that you will touch on. For Far From Home... Critics had this to say. The Verge's Tasha Robinson wrote, It's a breathless and admirably well-assembled movie that proves the Marvel formula isn't tired, but it's also a capper on more than a decade of building powerful feelings around powerful heroes. The Associated Press's Mark Kennedy wrote, The first half of Spider-Man Far From Home could stand alone. Peter juggles trying to romance the tough but vulnerable MJ, the always-welcome Zendaya, while also fighting giant monsters besides a ragtag group of superheroes. Perhaps it's a little underwhelming, but it's solid. Just stick around. Things get positively bizarre in the second half, and the film shifts up a few gears, turning into a kind of commentary on filmmaking illusion itself. It goes from sunny pop to acid jazz to Saved by the Bell to The Matrix. On the negative end, the Wall Street Journal's John Anderson wrote, Spider-Man Far From Home is a visually incoherent, effects-heavy superhero movie that would seem quite at home on the Disney Channel. Lastly, in regards to No Way Home, the Austin Chronicle's Richard Whitaker wrote, It all comes back to Holland's Peter Parker. The gawky teenager is still learning all the clauses of the great power, great responsibility contract he involuntarily signed. So often in these big multi-villain events, the hero gets swallowed up, but here he defines the film. As a counter, Vulture's Blige Ibiri said of No Way Home, Lots of Spider-Man films have been black holes of imagination. This is a particular shame when it comes to Spider-Man, since previous attempts at the character, even at their worst, have often been visually spectacular. It does take a unique brand of corporate cynicism to drain any and all grandeur from the sight of Spidey swinging through the canyons of Manhattan, trapping the most cinematic of all superheroes in nondescript swirls of CGI sludge feels like its own act of villainy, adding, and while previous Holland films have been mediocre in modest ways, No Way Home feels downright aggressive in its mediocrity, bringing back better actors from better movies and calling back to an endlessly inventive and moving masterpiece like Spider-Verse. So, Jason, why is everyone wrong about the MCU Spider-Man films? Well, I think Bilga just uh, summed it up quite well um, and hit on many of my talking points. That's um, why I pulled it. <laughs> uh, which we we can start on now. So, yeah, I think the top... You, the top we argument want to talk the Tony yeah, Stark thing is a t- the Tony Stark problem with these movies, which is when we've talked about it before. Yes, you're definitely your number one gripe with these films. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So that's never been a thing in the comics, right? And and Spider Man is you know supposed to be historically an underdog, but in the MCU movies, 
because of the weird way that they had to try and fold him in last minute into Civil War, mm-hmm. he's recruited by a billionaire mm-hmm. who's basically, um, you know, an Elon Musk type. Let's be honest. And he, yeah, he basically becomes like, you're basically Tony Stark's kid, and he gets to like put his like high price product. Yeah, he becomes RP. Robin the Boy Wonder, mm-hmm. but instead of having you know Spider Man suits just supposed to be like cloth and you know whatever, and he makes his web fluid and stuff. But now he's got like all these freaking gizmos, Iron Man tech, basically. Yeah, and that 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 like puts him at an advantage instead of a disadvantage right. and that to me is a betrayal of the character right and that and, now I'll, I'll say again and you sort of mentioned it it's partially because they had to because of the rights and having to like introduce figuring out a way to introduce this character sort of in media res yes where it's just like oh well you know what way can we do it we can shepherd him in with tony which again it could have still happened and then also they could have left it and not given him you know like a spider suit that has all the tech in it it could have just been like come to the avengers and which then, like, they kind of do for a minute in homecoming and then immediately forget about right. it yeah i don't know like i get that you want peter to have some kind of mentor figure since there's no uncle ben right but it being tony feels gross and weird and also like this version of peter goes to like a fancy school which is something they took from Miles Morales. Whereas I prefer the version of Peter that's like, he's dirt poor. He goes to a shitty public school and, right. and his life is crummy all the time. He doesn't have, you know, a fancy robot spider suit. Right. Yeah. And I mean, also, you know, the, the Spider-Man franchise in this also like, because of the way that, again, it's like, I think some of the problems while it's like, I grant you those are valid. It's also like so much of it is like the rest of the MCU where it's just like, I don't really, I think they did a pretty good job incorporating him considering they had to incorporate him like deep into like the MCU run. And then basically then had him do like most of the heavy lifting post MCU, like explain what the blip is in, you know, like right. there's lots of things where you're well, like, did they do a good job of that though? I, don't I mean, know. They, they, they kind of did over the court over the course of more, you at least got like the basics, like even the, the start of uh, far from home is sort of like the high school news report like, yeah, version yeah, of it yeah. where it's at least like gets you enough details to be like, okay. Like if you left end game and you're like, what happened? It doesn't get into like the, you know, a lot of the deep stuff that maybe gets into, like, you know, Hawkeye gets into some of that. And, you know, like, there's other Marvels. It still doesn't really make sense to me, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's comic book logic. Sure. To, to a degree. And, I mean, then there's also the thing where, you know, Tony is gone after the first, after Homecoming, because he dies in Endgame. But then his shadow is still at least found. It's not really in three that much but it is still mm-hmm. in it still yeah. is in far from home with all the edith tech and all the like it being like tony's village yeah and there's like murals on the wall or on, on buildings and stuff yeah yeah it's, it's like a lot of his problems are like a lot of the spider-man a lot of the spider-man 2 like mirrors raimi's spider-man 2 and the like i kind of don't want to be spider-man i want to like deal with my own like personal life you know things like that i like i want to like talk to the girl I like instead of like having to do all this. Well, Spider-Man yeah, stuff. until right. Nick Fury shows up and it's like, Hey, here's the new costume for you, buddy. Right. Yeah. Right. But I'm just saying in terms of like 
that but and part of that like weight that he's feeling is that like your surrogate dad died <laughs> right and he's like I, I gotta step up and be the hero i guess right. and, yeah, or uh, whatever it's yeah. like yeah but it's yeah it is it is very much yeah if you are tied to that you know version which is like you know again the more comic accurate like underdog yeah like, slummy new york version it's yeah this is not that version and you know tony is a big reason why this is that way and yeah tony becomes a bigger problem as we'll get into so yeah continuing that sort of tony point i think your second point has to do with the villains in the first two films and sort of the way in which uh they're justified yeah uh yeah it's weird that like you know peter's quasi-parental mentor figure is responsible for the vulture and Mysterio being miserable. Yeah. I will also say... Because <laughs> he's know, like an evil industrialist. Okay. And and that's, that's I think, a good point to, like, bring up where, like... And I, I know this... They talked about this, like, over and over again on, like, binge mode when they were doing their MCU uh-huh. stuff where it's just like, oh, like, 95% of, like, all the MCU's problems are, like, Tony... Yeah. Fucking up. Yeah. And being an asshole. Like, Ultron. That's a Tony yeah. thing. You know, a lot of the uh, Thanos stuff could have, like, stopped if Tony did XYZ. Or, you know, there's so much. Uh, the whole Civil War is Tony's fault. And all all this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Somebody was pointing out on Twitter the other day or something like that. where they're like, The plot of Civil War hinges on Tony not understanding how brainwashing works. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude. Yeah. Yeah, so Tony, um, Tony largely sucks. I mean, yeah, he's, so say he's a bad person. Yeah. But okay, so so then, as you were setting up, the first two villains are very Tony specific. So like uh, the Vulture, you know, it was the cleanup crew, Michael Keaton's uh, tombs, yeah. was bringing in like a cleanup crew to clean up all this alien salvage after the Battle of New York, and then like Tony Stark and Damage Control swoop in and are like. Yeah, we're taking all this stuff. You're we're not refunding you yeah, on exactly. any of your contracts or yeah, anything. Yeah. Also, I you know while we're talking about Toy Star being shitty, also like so much of the post MC like post Endgame is like, how did also it's like Pepper Potts like how are you not like stepping in and helping all the like f- former Avengers because you seem like a good person even if Tony's a piece of shit. But like all so, so much of it is like if Tony would have just left like ten million dollars to all the Avengers, like so much of like. You know, like uh, Falcon's problems, like go away. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. did a, you know something that was like would have been a snap of a finger? How did you not leave anybody money? And why is Pepper not helping people? Very weird. But yes, uh, so Tombs is extracting all these alien materials and basically is like, well, I need to survive somehow because you basically put me out of business. So now I'm gonna steal from you. Right. Yeah. And then uh, with Mysterio, he was like a jilted uh, employee who. who like help design he you designed know, one like of his this fanciest, like virtual reality yeah. like thing and then he called it like it made it like a barf barf joke yeah. yeah and then it's a bunch of other like jilted like yes stark employees where they're like why are you giving all this technology to a fucking teenager yes exactly um, and things like that so yeah they are very much justified I mean, in that I, sense. Yeah, I, I, it's an interesting aspect of those movies, but I do feel like it undermines the core premise for, you know. For like, Spider-Man specifically? Where yeah, like, and I'm like, am I supposed to be sad about for Peter when Tony died if, like, 
he kind of caused like a lot of problems in your life. Right. You know? I mean, so, so my counter sort of to this point would be like, A, I think Keaton's Vulture is like maybe my favorite MCU villain. And it's partially he's up be- there for sure, it's yeah. because he's like not wrong at all. Like my favorite villains are usually the ones where you're like, you know, I can kind of see it where it's and it's not like a total like lack of imagination. Like Thanos, why not like double the resources instead of <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, killing half the population. Okay, whatever. Uh, you know, in comics, is like, oh, you're trying to impress death or whatever. Uh, there, makes more, more sense to me makes that more way. Sense that way, like Keaton is such a good villain. He's so good. It's one of my favorite like Michael Keaton roles. And there's a lot of yeah. great Michael Keaton roles. I'm wearing a Beetlejuice shirt as we are talking mm-hmm. right now. Though it's though it's a Lydia Dietz shirt, not a not Keaton himself. But nice yeah. fucking model. But yeah, I I love that aspect that it is like, oh yeah, and I think it is good for Spider-Man in the sense that like Peter's such like a naive kid in a way where he's just Yeah, like, but he doesn't learn anything. Like he should be mad at Tony he should once be. he finds sympathy for Toons. I'm not I'm not did I, And the movies should, never do that. He should in the second movie he should be a little more cynical about like, oh yeah. Tony gave me this tech. Tony was like kind of he took all these people tech. I will say, and all dip- he does is like show up and nag him. Yeah, it's like in the, Peter in tried to like- save all those people on the uh, Staten Island ferry, and then Tony shows up and is like, "Hey, fucking cool it!" And it's like, dude, what? Yeah, like he's trying so hard. He is very he's like a seventeen-year-old kid. Genuine. Yeah. And also, you conscripted this kid mm-hmm. into a battle against some of the most powerful people in the world, in randomly. Alien universes also. Like, yeah, you like, yeah. took him to space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's fine. I got a special suit for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a harder problem with Mysterio just because, like, Vulture is at least, like, he's a Mysterio's very principled. Mysterio just seems kind of petty. He's... At, Vulture's at least like principled in like his things where he's like, let's yeah. not try. Like he kills some people, but he's like, he's not trying to like. He's trying to like. Most of their heist is like we're using this tech so that they never even notice we're there, and then we're like out and we're taking a little mount so we right. stay off the radar. And, and the like one, he gets mad at his guys the, for like yeah, doing tech in the the one person he kills is like an accident. Right, it's an accident, and then you know he's trying to like not do this big heist that like the his techie guy you know is trying to convince him and it's like that's too big a risk like yeah we're trying to do this and he doesn't want you know he like when he's having the talk with peter you know the car he's like i'm gonna let you go like just don't mess he, with my shit he does have a gun but he's like yeah i'm gonna let you go to prom yeah like treat my daughter nice like just stay just, out of yeah, my like exactly don't, don't go to third base we're fine yeah and so that's Fine. On the other hand, Mysterio is like much more like, oh, there's going to be collateral damage. Yeah, who cares? Like people will die. Like whatever. This is all in the greater good. Like I'm going to intimidate my own like people that are working with me. I'm going to stick the drones on them. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm much more you know mal- manipulative and like you know that's part of it. I I also I mean I think this is a time to get to my. Maybe my biggest problem with the entire MCU Spider-Man trilogy while, okay. while we're here. You have you have problems. I have oh I have okay. problems. Especially uh Far From Home has an issue where it expects you to not know anything about the comics. <laughs> it expects you to not know that Mysterio is a bad guy. In terms of like the the first right. movie has one of the best right. twists yeah. in, you know, 
recent movie. And this is if you're have any familiarity you know with Spider Man, you're like you know he's a you're, heel. You're not. Yeah. You're like the second he shows up, I'm like. Oh, so we have to just do this whole thing where we're going to pretend for like two thirds of the movie that I think mysterious. Right, is a good guy. and it makes Peter look like a fucking dumbass. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, like it's like it makes you you him look like a dumbass because you know it the whole time. And like, if it was like some new character that was introduced, I think it would be like a good like if this had been like a totally new character, Mysterio, that it would be like, oh, that's really interesting. But if you have like, I think it's yeah. expecting the MCU audience to be such a mass audience that actually doesn't consume. That's not a fan audience. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Oh, if like, well, I mean, that, to, that might be true. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, like some of the, my biggest MCU problems are like that, where it's just like, you know, I'm just like not that invested in like much of this movie. Cause I'm like, I know, I know it's going to happen. Yeah. Doing this. It's like, yeah. Well, and the, another thing too, is like, is was that the first time they even mentioned a multiverse? I think in the yeah, I think so. Um, maybe may, you know, they might have done it in passing, or you know, like the, the, Bruce oh, Banner might yeah, have probably, mentioned. Yeah, exactly. Know, like, yeah, I'm doing this, but you know, it's thing. it's also it's like on the same length as like I you know I could do a pride negative episode on um, Infinity War. Oh, I could definitely do a negative yeah. episode of we Infinity might, we War. We might do a <laughs> Infinity War episode at some time. Where it's like, oh, but yeah, like, these people are definitely these dead. These people are dead. I'm like, no. Like, you've literally Black announced, Panther 2 has literally been announced. announced these yeah. movies. Like, I'm not dumb. Like, this has zero emotional impact on me because these characters aren't God. And yet there are and, people who go and see these and they're, like, crying. Right. Like, oh, and it's no. just like, why not rid of the characters where we weren't sure if they were going to come? Like, if they'd gotten rid of, like, Cap and Iron Man and them, it's just like, oh, they might not come back because they're not literally have more movies announced anyway. Yeah. So I have uh, mis- the Mysterio thing is a big issue for me and it's hard for me to get past that problem. With, okay. With so we can agree movie. far from home, eh, kind of a whiff far from home. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's still like a fun Compared movie to Spider-Man to two. Come it's on still a fun movie to me, but uh, it's, it's got the, it's got some fundamental problems and those. Oh Tony, yeah. Should we move on to one Tony of my Stark, other points? Uh, villains. Sure. Let's just hop right into it. Cause far from home, name of the movie, Peter Parker, not in New York very much in these movies. He is not the friendly neighborhood spider rat a lot. And they that take him pisses out of me New off York a lot. And again, with Jason's love of his, his love of the character in his certain realm, which is, you know, again, the traditional realm. Yes. He's a yes. he's a New York character. That's he's like a New the York whole kid. thing. And I don't know why. I mean, maybe, you know, the movies wanted to differentiate themselves mm-hmm. or whatever. And they, you know, landed on this weird, you know, well, yeah, uh, I, naming convention yeah, that, that they had to stick with. It, it's part of it. But, uh, you and, know, I will say that they like, are bad names for movies. I'm sorry. But I mean, I think Homecoming is like, OK, like, it's OK. Like there is a Homecoming There's dance a homecoming at the dance, end. And, it's and like I get that it's home, like, you know, like Spider-Man's coming back to Marvel. Yeah. Uh, it's, there's like, yeah, that meta aspect. But yeah, then but they stuck with it. They and, stuck with it and they didn't need to stick And I think it. they wrote themselves into a weird corner. Yeah. So for those who, I mean, just to recap, basically yeah. the first one, you know, he starts out friendly neighborhood Spider-Man swinging around New York City. Then eventually he... He's in like D.C. He's for in like D.C. for like 45 academic minutes. decathlon, yeah. Yeah. which is actually like the, I will say... A slight counter to the like they take about too much. I do like the um, Washington Monument scene. It's like it's, it's a good a, scene. It's a good scene where you know there's like a Chitari core that blows up and he has to like it's him saving you know everybody and uh, you know that's again it takes him out. It, it could have 
been Empire State Building for all you know. They could have like kept yeah, it in New York City, right? stuff like that. I will say it's a, just like a cool Chrysler like, building. But then it also gets the like you have to like find like the one window and entrance, which is you know adds some dramatic tension there. Sure. And then um, uh, No Way Home does stay in New York City. It does. No Way Home, and I think Far From Home, the thing, but it doesn't feel very New Yorky to me. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like the Raimi movies are so New Yorky. See, I never felt like they were so extremely New Yorky in a way that like they well, they're were... largely shot on location. That is true. And you know, Raimi grew up in New York, and like he knows what Queens looks like. Like all that just feels very like lived in. It does. It does feel. It does feel more New Yorky. I'm not. I'm not arguing that. And like, also, equally... I'm like. I mean, Uncle Ben must have been loaded because Aunt May's apartment is pretty Aunt May's apartment's nice. pretty nice. I, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, not exactly sure. You know, when they go out to the Liz's home in Homecoming, it's just like, this isn't. There's the... no way some guy who's in, like, yeah, repo or whatever, like, is pulling down this kind of cash. Right. But, like, yes. maybe his wife's loaded. Who knows? Who knows? And we don't know that that's but him if yet. If that was the case, then he wouldn't have to be stealing from Tommy's hair. Yeah, uh, it's and the then, movies. You well. know, and then yeah. Far From Home. Like, I understand. Like, if they again, they could have done it around. You know, the the class trip thing is just a way to keep all the characters together. Where it's just like, yeah. how can we have a sort of globe trotting Spider Man movie? <sighs> yeah, and, like uh, yeah. keep MJ and Ned in the fold. And they're like doing a John Hughes thing, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah, there's level, lots of John Hughes, like, in the, especially in the first two movies. I'm just like, like, just fucking keep his ass in New York, man. Like, that's what I want to see. That's, that, I mean, again, that's fair. I don't, I don't feel like I would say the majority of the action still takes place in New York in the first and third movie. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, apart from the DC scene, it's all New York in the first one, and then. But it's like weird parts of New York. It is. Weird like, parts. It's like it's, suburbs, and then like Coney Island. And it is. Like, it is I kind of. I want to see him, uh, you know, like uh, Bilga said, like swinging through the skyscrapers and stuff, which is like one of the only things that the Garfield movies did really, really well. Um, is those, you know, swinging, swinging through Manhattan stuff. Again, we are talking Andrew Garfield, not the cat. Just as a reminder, so yes, the same yes, yeah. <laughs> it would be a great that if would the be Garfield movie swinging through New York City. In well, with the spider multiverse, Garf. who knows? Yeah, who you knows? Know. There's a spider pig. Why can't there be a spider Garf? Exactly. Jim Davis, get on it. <laughs> Jim Davis, call Kevin Feige right now, <laughs> right now. And then, yeah, sort of some of the stuff we're talking about that, like that, not lived in like New York feeling, and some of the like MCU Atlantaness of everything. I think that bleeds into your fourth point, which is about the visual aspects of these films. Yeah, I they just don't they're not exciting. Um, and this is a problem I have with a lot of MCU movies. Mm-hmm. Some are stronger than others. Right. You know, they rely very heavily on pre visualization CGI team. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they just don't hire exciting cinematographers or they color grade their movies down to just look like dishwater. Mm-hmm. And these are fine, but I think if you compare them to the Raimi movies, because he's such a distinct visualist as a director, mm-hmm. they don't hold a candle at all. There's more like R- Raimi like visual things, like we were talking about in the last episode, like the Doctor Ox wife dying, and like yeah, uh, you know, like there's shards of glass and coming. There's also you know the annoying Raimiisms where it's just like, how many characters do we need to have scream at like? <laughs> Scream in panic, like looking sure. right at the screen. Yeah. A lot. You know, there is more 
There's more tactileness, definitely, to the Raimi trilogy. Yeah, and I think he just, like, you know, as a imaginative thinker, he just, like, came at it with a lot more gusto, where he's like, well, what are the cinematic potential for, like, a Spider-Man scene? And in these movies, it's more just like, ah, yeah, I don't know, he does stuff. And it, yeah. I mean, again, it's like, I, I wouldn't argue that these movies are, like, you know, cinematic wonders of, like, oh, like, wasn't that like scene so amazing? There are a couple scenes which I will just like mention as like standout scenes across the three movies. Yeah, yeah. There's not really like any in Homecoming that like particularly. I would say that the Washington Monument scene is like pretty cool, but again, it's sort of like it's a nondescript flat building, but it's just like oh, seeing him like jump over the helicopter and stuff like right, that, and yeah. like trying to figure out and like he's the physics got, he's of got it. his armpit webs. Yeah, yeah. Some of that's pretty good. The Germany sequence with uh, Mysterio in Far From Home, where it sort of becomes like the Scarecrow, like Batman Scarecrow. That scene rocks. Where it's just like he's sort of, because Mysterio, part of it is, it's revealed that he has all these drones which are projecting the monsters and projecting the team. I don't know how they got all this precise stuff together in like the day or whatever, because these are like the most advanced graphics. It makes no fucking sense. It makes no sense, but it's just like, Oh, it's like basically Peter's trapped in like a living nightmare and it's like some characters are not the characters and then It's also sort of like that weird scene in The Last Jedi where yeah. Ray's in the the Force cave. Right. It reminds me a lot of also of if you've played Batman Arkham, Arkham Asylum, Asylum, yeah, the, like scarecrow. the scarecrow levels. Yeah. yeah. It's lo- a lot of like that vibe of things. And then similarly and again it's borrowing from a different MCU movie but like when him and Strange are fighting in the like strange multiverse like when they're he's trying to get trap strange in far from home oh yeah yeah, yeah where yeah. they're just like but they're doing the doctor strange like cool because that's one of the i'd say the especially the first doctor strange has like one of the best it's you know again a lot pre-rendered but it's like got a visual identity of like yes. sort of that like inception folding the world yeah. in on itself yeah and so there's that sequence which isn't quite as thrilling as the Mysterio but it's also one of those where you're like oh there's a lot going on here and they're folding in and out and they're like shooting webs and like oh I'm triangulating webs to like capture you yeah. and um, that's a lot more you know visually interesting than like you know the Statue of Liberty battle with all the villains at the end or whatever yes you just reminded me of something too which is kind of funny because like No Way Home basically replaces Tony with Doctor Strange. Yes. And Doctor Strange is very much positioned in the MCU movies as basically the same character type as Tony Stark. Yeah, he's just like a rich asshole who <laughs> yeah. like kind he's of did smarmy. It, like, yeah. Yeah. He, he's got a goatee. Or like he, a a weird goatee. Yeah. Uh, I should I should point out. And he the, talks the, in an American accent. It's very authentic. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that facial hair. I, I I want to write an article about the facial hair in the MCU because it is out of control bad. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I just strange think is kinda... like another proxy Tony Dad. Yes, fighting. exactly. But uh, yeah, I just think the the movies are kind of drab looking, you know. And part of that could be, you know, Raimi came from an indie background, but like his movies are, you know, first and foremost, like striking. Mm-hmm. And he does no, weird like, things with his like camera. The, yeah. Even um, the like classic Evil Dead like quick shot. Exactly. Yeah, like yeah. And Yeah, uh, there's Mark, definitely like more or, things that like stick out, I think, in the Raby as like 
iconic shots where yes. it's just like oh precisely you know, like precisely the, precisely you know I, I wouldn't say like all of it like all the action scenes are like you know worlds above the ones in the mcu or stuff like that but you know you see the you know yeah but dr hawk like, throwing the car through the window yeah. or you see the like some of these are pulled straight from the comics you know like the or the uh in spider-man 2 again the you know when he's has the subway car and he's you know Straining and you know yeah, having yeah, these, yeah. Uh, it's he creates like these iconic shots and I couldn't name a single one from the Holland trilogy that like I'm like oh or the upside down shot. kiss you know there's yeah things, yeah things like that where yeah there there's I'm trying to think of like what the most iconic if there is one in the Holland is uh, there yeah I don't know it just seems like that's my point but I like them and then I guess we'll get into the sort of de- final point of anti-defense for you which is sort of the delayed gratification that a lot of these spider-man things you feel like they basically didn't get around to getting them right until the third movie yeah this was when i finished watching no way home i was livid (laughs) because the ending of that movie is what should have been the start of this spider-man's whole trajectory because it is what the comics were he's broke living in a shitty apartment doesn't have either aunt or uncle now (laughs) yeah exactly no no relatives no living relatives had to build his own suit he's starting from scratch tony's gone you know no more gizmos and i was like well this and then they show him in a suit that i'm like well that probably should have been the suit the whole time but you know I was just like, well, that's Spider-Man. Like, why did I waste my time watching three movies waiting to get to where, you know... It's the basic Spider-Man again. Yeah, the formula. Like... Yeah, it's sort of like the inverse of, like, how the comics work, where it's just like, oh, they... Comics, it's just like, oh, they started the basic Spider-Man, and eventually they gave him, like, more techie stuff. And right, ex- yes. And now it's, like, the reverse, where it's like, you start with the techie Spider-Man, and then you strip back the layers. Yes, exactly. And trust me, the the comics are frustrating. I mean, like, I don't know if you know about, like, One More Day and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah, where it's just, like, you you advance a character to a certain point and you're like, oh, we got to reset. And that kind of is what it felt like this was, where it's just like, mm-hmm. we got to go back to zero. And, you know, if they're going to make more, and I think they're obligated to make more, I'm excited to see what that looks like. Mm-hmm. But the road getting there was frustrating. So I'm like, well, you should just start it here. Like, you know, it's not, that's not that hard to do. I would also say uh, one of your sub points in this was definitely, there's a certain line that doesn't get sort of brought up until the third film. Oh my God. That made me so mad. <laughs> I think I literally like stood up from the couch. Yeah. I think you all know what we're referring to and it comes just out of the it. mouth. Okay. From with great responsibility, with great, great power, power comes, comes great responsibility. responsibility. Aunt May has to say it because in this version. Uncle Ben's not around. Yes, Uncle Ben's not around, and she's the one who dies. Also, it's Spoilers. never really established if there even is an Uncle Ben in this universe. I know that I. This has been, you know, breaking my brain for a while now. Thinking about it, I'm like, well, there must must have been an Uncle Ben, but it's weird to never bring it up. And so maybe there wasn't, and there's just Aunt May was a single aunt who's taking care of her kids and then 
that's why there isn't this great power, great responsibility until she. Yeah, comes but where up, did she but, come up with it? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So that's again, a like, so yeah, there's the there's the delayed satisfaction for you in a lot of these things. I would argue that like some of them, you know, again, are some of the parts of just the weird contractual obligations. I, you know, I thought coming into homecoming it was like kind of refreshing to not have to do the origin story for like the third time i get that i enjoy that you know again it's just like the not i don't need to see the bite again like we it's enough of a pop culture thing that like i'm okay with it and you know there's other things that are like more like comic true where it's just like oh yeah the the and i mean they get into some of this in uh he no makes his home. own web fluid. Yeah, he makes his own web fluid instead of it like instead of Toby Maguire's like coming out of his arm and like weird things like that. But- oh, I, I I like that though, and you know mm-hmm. that that's part of the. It's like a remnant from the James Cameron treatment because mm-hmm. his whole thing was like, oh, it's a puberty metaphor, right? Uh, <laughs> which is funny and weird because mm-hmm. people make you know. Spider-Man jism jokes all the time. It's right. like, oh well, James Cameron is like, this is it. <laughs> yeah, he was like dialed in on that. This is my thing. I think this is a good time to talk about just my general feelings of like Tom Holland and the yes actor. So, I won't. I won't fight you on Tom Holland. So as I described in the last episode, I think like Tobey Maguire in some ways works as Peter Parker because he's like nerdy enough and like. You know, you feel but like he's, he's socially too, awkward. Too old well, he's too old and he's just like a charismatic void. And then like Andrew Garfield in his Spider-Man. Too cool. Like, literally like too one hot. of the first thing he's like shows up and he's, he's skateboarding. skateboarding. Yeah. yeah. He's skateboarding and he looks like Andrew Garfield and you're like, and he's like the loser in school. I'm like, this guy is the king of this the school. This is Flash Thompson, not Peter Parker. Yeah. So it's just like, I never, and again, like, Andrew Garfield had some more of that quippiness that Tobey Maguire didn't have. And again, that part of that was scripting and stuff like that. But yeah, like, it's, Tom it's Holland. A, yeah, those, yeah. It's like a weird overcompensation kind yeah, of thing. Tom yeah. Holland is just, you know, he's got that innocence about him where you like, believe him in the Peter. You believe that he's like, he's like a good looking guy, but he's awkward enough that you're still like, you believe his awkwardness as Peter, where he's just like, oh, I can't get like my sentences together. But when I'm Spider-Man, I yeah. have this mask on and I can be like a little bit funnier. And, you know, it establishes him more like he makes jokes as Peter, too. So it's not like right. he's just like coming right. out of the blue and saying this. And again, like talking back to the Raimi trilogy, pretty much until the No Way Home, like the first half of No Way Home, I have a lot of problems with like his character choices and things like that where you're just like you're just being an idiot right now and being like (laughs) making the stupidest decisions but like in the first two movies he pretty much makes like he doesn't make a lot of mistakes that are like like oh this guy's being a dick or this guy's like i don't see what his logical path was thinking this which i have more problems with in like the raimi where it's just like Man, Peter's a dick. And again, you know, some of that can be traced back to the comics. And like, there is that yeah. thing. But uh, I just, he's so much more likable just in general as both sure. Peter and he's Spider-Man. He's a cutie pie. Uh, we all love him. Right. So, I, you know, that's. And for a Brit doing a American accent. So, it, it's, yeah, it sort of split the difference between like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man was too cool. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man was too 
uncool and then it's sort of like this middle balance where you're like i feel that the peter parker spider-man balance is definitely the most balanced out of the three spider-men okay yeah yeah i'll i'll grant you that and i also this is a good opportunity to say something nice about uh no way home which is mcguire and garfield are fucking awesome okay. in it so here's it yeah here's the thing no way home is an incredibly frustrating movie to be again like Two and three, I, I like these movies, but it's I, like they're... I, yeah, yeah, like it makes me mad uh, because it's so craven and pandering mm-hmm. and all this shit. But also like seeing those, I mean, I and I don't like the Garfield movies. He's good He's in that so movie. so good. And McGuire <laughs> is very funny yeah. and, uh, and endearing and charming. And I was like, wow, it is like actually kind of great to see these guys yes. in the suits again. It basically, so... The problem with No Way Home is that, like, so much of it is, like, Peter, again, making, like, all of a sudden, he's kind of made, like, pretty much logical decisions for, like, the first two movies. And yeah. then... And then it becomes this a movie, complete dumbass. Like, yeah. I'm going to yeah. be, like, a dumbass and make the stupidest decisions. Like, all these other Spider-Men are fighting these villains. Well, I should try and help them because my aunt says to help people. Is this Their third Spider-Man is basically, like, an argument against, like, the very liberal approach of, like... Let's try and like help and see the best in everybody. Well, it's like, it's yeah, like, and also like, just don't trust Norman Osborn. Yeah. Like, that's not going to work out. It's not going to work out. And you don't know this guy, and you're like, Dr. Strange is like, hey, let's send these guys back. You kind of screwed up my spell because I didn't like tell you enough. And then it's just like, but let's just press this button and these guys go away and your problems are over. And he's like, no, I need to do an incredibly convoluted plan to like cure all these guys. I'm also not as, I'm a high schooler, so I don't. He's not like the super genius. I, another issue I have Peter with that Parker. movie too is like, so he goes to Doctor Strange, but also like his legal problems go away like immediately. And it's like, if you were Spider-Man mm. and, you know, accused of murder, that would probably be a pretty big deal. Yeah. That- and, but then like Matt Murdock shows up and it's like, okay, we're done. Yes. But then he still has to go to Doctor Strange to do, to change reality to make his life better. Like what? Yeah, he's anyway, but that yeah. diverts the, the the first like two thirds of the movie are like kind of a mess. And then once the other spider bed show up, the movie just sings. And Andrew Garfield it's awesome. it's is really fun. So good. Yeah. And like they give Andrew Garfield they don't need to do this. They give him a redemption moment from like I the know. Andrew Garfield series. I know. And you're like, this rule <laughs> like nobody did it like that mo- moment. Even if you hated the Andrew Garfield movies, you're like Yes, he gets to not. He it's saves MJ because he didn't save yeah Gwen. Yeah, and uh, yeah, man, the Garfield movies. I I got like blackout drunk the times I watched those, so and bad. I think I skipped like a good section of the. I was like, I just want to see the next snap <laughs> thing where it's like yeah, and then yeah, those movies are really really bad. They're not good at all. But Andrew Garfield's a good actor, and he but he, and here's most the thing. of the time, like, most of the time, he wasn't that. I mean, he wasn't like abhorrently bad in those movies but he is like he was just underserved by the material great in far from home so he's like the best well they gave him this like really interesting arc where it's like oh he became like dark spider-man yeah like he's dealing with all the trauma like he's had to do more like he's like he's had like the trauma other peter is like i i've been like out there like beating the shit out of guys yeah (laughs) like whoa oh my uncle ben's dead and also my MJ is dead, basically. Yeah. No, it's Gwen. But, you know, so it's just like, oh, all these like layers of shit. And then he's just like has to 
don't know. He's just so charming in it. I, I, I love that. But yeah, I think, you know, I have counters to your points, but I think they're all like solid, you know, at least like arguments. So I think that's a good uh, place to sort of wrap those up and head into the junk drawer before we. Uh, okay. Get out yeah. Of here. I do there's have some lots junk, of junk drawer thoughts. There's lots of junk drawer things that are. Let yeah. me let me start with the fucking costumes, okay? Yeah, go into it. I mean, you sort of touched on this on the last point, but yes. You know, the Raimi movies, he's, he's in basically the same suit until he, you know, the symbiote shows up. But right. these movies, it's like, it's like three costumes per movie, and then you factor in the Avengers movies, he's got other suits in those, and it just feels like they're trying to sell toys, and I don't know. And... and like I was saying about No Way Home, like at the end, you see him in this suit and you're like, oh, that looks like the Spider-Man suit that I recognize. Mm-hmm. And we haven't gotten that yet. And yeah, I don't know. That just like kind of takes me off. That's fair. I will say I that- hate the Iron Spider, whatever yeah. you call it. Yeah, the, with, I, the, with the ugh, mechanical terrible. arms. Yeah, hate it, hate it. I mean, it's a it's kind of a cool, and they don't use it too much. They use it like you know, right when they're doing the Doc Ock battle, and it's kind of like you haven't seen it before, so it's like kind of cool in that sense. But that's what he's wearing in uh, Infinity War. Yeah, true. Yeah, but you haven't seen it in the prior Spider-Man movies. You see it at the end of Homecoming as like a tease. Yes. Yeah. Since I picked nits in some of the logical problems with the Raimi movies, I should do the same with some of these. Mm-hmm. All some right. of them are addressed. In Far From Home, it's, like, established with the Edis system that, like, you could get, like, this has footage of, like, everything, you know, like, it's, like, it goes back and you're, like, look at the footage from the, uh, like, prior day at some point where it's Mm. just, like, oh, yeah, that's what happened where you saw that. But then they don't use the Edith tech to, like, show the video of, like, what Mysterio, you had all the Stark drones, like, circling around all the time. You could just be, like... Yeah, that video was edited. Look at this one. It's uncut, and there's not, like, this weird, like, static in between these shots and cuts. Right. Also, then, like, Spider-Man's, you know, saves the day up in the, like, bridge that they're in, and then it has, like, the reuniting scene with MJ, and it's just, like, there's been, like, a world event on this bridge. There are definitely, like, cameras pointed at that bridge to be, like, yeah. oh, there's Spider-Man with his mask off. Uh, no, far From Home makes very little sense. Right. And then, you know, No Way Home, it's just like, hey, Doctor Strange, you're doing this advanced spell. Take, like, three seconds to, like, explain how this works to the teenager who's in there. Yeah. Like, be like, oh, do you want everybody to forget you? Or do you want, like, most everybody to forget you? Or, you know, all these things. And the you're, fact sub- that you're the Sorcerer Supreme. Well, I guess he's, he's not, not at that point. But, but, uh, yeah. but, like, he was the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, he's, like, second in line. And he, like, still thinks of himself as a source. Yeah, exactly. Supreme. It's like, you should know what the fuck you're doing. Right. And he just... Uh, you're the guy that solved Endgame. And also, okay, this is probably the biggest, you know, uh, the bridge thing is one thing. So, at the end of this trilogy to date, everybody forgets that Peter, Peter Parker, Parker is Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Everybody does not forget that Spider-Man exists. They still know Spider-Man's around. Yeah, that doesn't swinging. make sense to me. <laughs> so like, you know, like Peter goes to May's grave and like right. Happy Hogan's there and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, they're like, how do you know? All Peter would have to do in any of these, like he could go to the, you know, the 
Sanctum, where Doctor Strange is, yeah. be like, hey, we've done a bunch of battles, right? I'm taking out my mask. I'm Peter Parker. Nice to meet you. Right. We've, I've never unveiled myself before. Now I know all the people. Like, Happy Hogan. You know I've fought with Tony Stark in the Avengers. Here's my mask off. I'm Peter Parker. Like, I've never revealed myself before. Now I'm revealing myself. That's it. It's it's weird with, like, you know, uh, you can't really do it with, like, Ned and MJ for reasons, but you could be like, right. you know, you could still be friend, try to be friends with them outside of it, you know, or just be like, hey, you know, and he sort of, like, well, fails on yeah, doing that. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't know if I read this in, like, blind items or some mm-hmm. shit like that, but, like, I think the reason that movie ends that way is the Sony deal might expire. Right. And they're not sure if they could do more. Yeah, so they needed, like, a hard reset. But, yeah, I mean, just the logic of, like... Oh, yeah, no, it makes... Like, it's not Doctor Strange, like, I won't remember you. It's like, oh, you could easily just be like, boom, I'm Peter. Yeah. You don't remember a lot. You still don't remember, like, the memories are gone, maybe? But you remember, like, the Spider-Man memories, which are probably enough. You don't... Maybe you don't remember... You read like, headlines. Hanging out, yeah. Oh, um, this... Yeah, this reminds me of another junk drawer thing. Mm-hmm. Which I think, and I don't remember if we brought this up last time, but it's an argument in favor of the Raimi trilogy, is that when they brought back J. Jonah Jameson, it yes. was the exact same actor. Yes, uh, J.K. Simmons is brought back in Far From in a, Home. In a wasted, like, he's, like, in, what, like, three minutes of that movie. Maybe. Well, I mean, he, well, he's he's basically the... he's Alex the, Jones of Well, no, yeah, and the he's, the, he's the reveal, like, the post, he's the... And credits reveal. That's why he's only. Oh in yeah, that. You're right, right, right. Because at the like, end of Far From Home, and then a little bit home, will, in No Way Home. Yeah, right? in No yeah. Way Home, he shows up a couple times doing like the Alex Jones like broadcasting from his basement kind of thing. I, I mean, I, I, I will maintain that like Far From Home was definitely like that moment. Like, oh wait, this is you know J.K. Simmons back, and then like, and we're revealing Peter Parker is maybe the most like holy shit like end credits thing where it's just like. Oh, this is taking things in a whole new where you like literally weren't like a minute ago thinking like, oh, this is how this is going to go. The, those those first two Holland movies are very good at that. Mm-hmm. I will admit because yeah, you're like you're saying that's the end of um, Far From Home, and then the first one ends with Aunt May seeing him being Spider Man and yeah. going, "Holy shit!" Yeah, <laughs> or I think she says, "What the?" F-? That's what it is. Yeah, what the. F- because there yeah. isn't a f bomb dropped in the MCU until the latest uh, Guardians, Guardians, right? 3, yeah, that's what I've heard. Very, uh, it's very silly. Okay, uh, good. I can't uh, wait. It's just like, oh, that's like, yeah. You'll if you haven't seen it. That's see it. yeah. That's James Gunn just yeah. walking out the door, being like, I can do it. Yeah. And then counter to that, I hate it in No Way Home's end credits, like their final post credits thing, is what? literally just a trailer for what Multiverse it? of Madness. It's oh, was like, it really? It's like the trailer, like cut together. It's just like not Ugh. even like a thing. And I'm like, Ugh. and that movie was coming out like a month later. And it's yeah. just like, why is, don't even have one. This is like, literally like I saw it, I saw this on YouTube a couple days ago. It's just <laughs> yeah, literally yeah, the trailer. Yeah. And just like. I don't like when they do that. Ugh. But like they probably didn't have anything else in in the can yeah well and, you could uh, just like been like you could just done like or just end tease. the movie just yeah. end the movie end the movie or just be like you know just have a, like tom holland say something that's like sli- slightly cryptic you know or just like or have a sound of like some like maybe villain you know like of the green goblin norman osborne laughing yeah. yeah 
where you're like, oh, wait, what? Is he still around? You know, anything. And it doesn't even have to, like, tie together. Uh, While we're in the junk drawer. Yeah. Quick thoughts on Multiverse of Madness. Um, I've seen it a few times now. Since, yeah, for those unfamiliar, this is the second Doctor Strange movie, and it is directed by Sam Raimi, which connects all these, and it came out right after No Way Home. So it's yeah. like, oh, it's dealing with the sort of post. It's dealing with sort of. Sort of. I mean, it's, yeah. it's set post this, but it's actually dealing more with WandaVerse than anything else. Yes. Yeah. It's very, it's post WandaVision. WandaVision. That's what I meant. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's. Of the Marvel movies, I think it's the most visually exciting and cool. I think the script is a fucking mess. There are more like horror elements. Again, Raimi gets away with yeah. more like oh, yeah. head snapping and like heads exploding and Oh, and then when he becomes like a dead ed at the end, like that is fucking awesome. It's a fun movie, but yeah, it, it like a lot of the recent Marvel stuff, I I'm just so <sighs> burned out. Like it's burned out, the writing's not good. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they're doing. Over uh, there. I would say I do like Guardians of the Galaxy three for those people who are haven't just, seen it yet, so, but I believe you that it's, it's probably I, fucking good. Yeah, great. I, I I actually didn't like Guardians two that much, but I I like Guardians okay. one. I and, just rewatched Guardians two, and it has grown greatly in my estimation. Okay. See, I haven't really revisited it, and also like I wasn't as high on guardians one as like when it first came out as a lot of people just because i'm like oh this is all and i thought it was like a lot of fun but it was just like some people were like this is the best marvel movie yet i'm like i i not for me it was still it's still on like the higher echelon what is your best mcu my best mcu movie is it's either between homecoming Mm -hmm. and the first avengers okay and then the second tier would be like first Iron Man, yeah. Thor Ragnarok, okay. Guardians probably. And oh, and the first two Captain America movies. Okay. Winter Soldier and the first Captain America probably. Those yeah, are. I think that first one is just like yeah, they nailed it, but yeah. Another thing before we get out of the junk drawer, yeah. since again it's sort of a parallel with the Raimi is these movies, and I know we disagree on some of this, these movies actually try to do comedy, and I think they succeed yes, at comedy yes, 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 a yes, lot yes, more, yes, yes, and yes, yes. we will disagree on this. No, but, no, uh, no. We okay. actually will uh, completely agree on this. Okay. But, I mean, it's just like... I don't think there's a lack of comedy in the Raimi films, but I understand how it feels like a deficit to the character. Well, I mean... These movies are just like out-and-out comedies. Yeah, they're like teen comedy. Teen like, that's comedies. what they're concerned with. Like, that... All that action and adventure, that's like an afterthought. Right. So, like, I mean, like, a lot of the comedy in the Raimi trilogy is, like, like Bruce Campbell in three cameos does, like, probably, like, half the jokes in those movies. Right. And Spider-Man's quips kind of suck. And like, there's feel only, like, like two jokes. or three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Per movie. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, even just, like, Ned... Or like Ned's hilarious. Ned's hilarious. Or Michelle just being like this weird goth girl that you don't know is Mary Jane for a while. Where it's just like or um uh 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 all Andrew the teachers. Rice's characters. Oh yeah, Hannibal all the teachers. Burris. Hannibal Burris is like the gym J. teacher. JB Smooth. JB Smooth is a teacher. Martin Starr. Martin Star is yeah. and like you know there's things where it's like Martin Starr is like you know like I can't. Oh, I'm so glad you're safe. I can't lose another child. That's Again. like the best joke <laughs> in that movie. Uh, and like uh, Hannibal Burris, like in the third movie, he's like 
thinks Spider-Man, like, like they build a shrine. The other two teachers, J.P. Smooth and Martin Starr, like, build a shrine for him. Yeah. He's like, I think you killed <laughs> Mysterio. Like, I don't like you. Uh, he also, there's the, in the first Homecoming, one of the a great comedic bit that they also use in the post-credits is the Captain oh, okay. America we're gonna, PSAs. We're about to say the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, the one of the funniest and smartest things that that movie does is recognize how fucking dorky the Chris Evans Captain America costume was in the Avengers. Yes. And make a point of it by like having him do these like lame PSAs. And uh, also And it's become a meme. Like it's yeah. like a whole thing now. And also it's like there's so much things that are woven in because again, at Hamble Perez's character's gym teacher stays consistent, where he's showing the movie and he's like, I'm pretty sure this guy's a war criminal. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm yeah, like yeah. Obli- but I'm like required by the state to like show these. Because it's post Civil War, is yeah. That why? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. he's like on the run. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh there, there's And then Endgame like picked up on that also later. Right. Anyway, yeah. So there's just like a lot more zest to, to the comedy in these, you know. I would say that they are the funniest MCU movies. I think we'll give them that. I mean, I, Iron can, Man. I, no, I, the the arguments would be it would be Thor Ragnarok. Well, and, and Guardians. the Guardians. Yeah. Uh yeah, Ragnarok. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm just in a in a YTT down swing. Yeah. At the moment. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll, I come, these... I'll come back to that judgment. But, yeah. yeah. But, but I, mean, I think that they think are very are, I funny I think those would charming. be like the top tier of like, if you're talking about MCU comedy. Yeah. Games, and they have like the, 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 the Guardians. The, the funniest casts yeah. are, are, are in these spider spiders. Man. Yeah. Like, again, how many like supporting characters can we go before? It's just like, you know, even like the stuff between Happy Hogan and like, mm-hmm. you're are you dating? Are you trying to like hit on my aunt like thing where it's just like. You know, it's like the running Apparently. where that goes through and the, there's awkwardness between there. Like, like Toombs is like tech guy is like, has some funny lines. It's just like they give like. Oh, yeah. Him. Yeah. yeah I wish I could remember that actor's I for, name. Yeah, yeah. I forget what his It's not like, Logan Marshall Green. It's yeah. the other guy. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, Donald Glover is in these in the first. Yes. Spider-Man Homecoming. He is. And he's like, gets to be like. He's Aaron. He's Miles's uncle, Aaron. Yep. yep. Uh, and you know they uh, reference some of those. What do they call him? The, the, the prowler. The crawler. Yeah. Prowler. 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 Yeah. Prowler. Yeah. I think so. And they like let him be like, kind of like stoner Donald Glover character, where he's like, like <laughs> he's very much in Atlanta mode. Yeah. Where he's just like low key and like tells Spider Man so he funny sucks. Too, where at, he's like, like, yeah. How how long is this gonna stick to the? No, nah, man. You kind of like come fix because Spider Man like. <laughs> Basically, he's in like one of the earlier deals, and then Spider Man comes and like tries to get information. He webs him to the, the hood of his car, like the trunk the of his car. Tr- yeah, and he's like, then comes in with like the spider interrogation, all this like yeah, yeah. Stark tech. Yeah. And he's like, man, you're bad at this. Like, you need <laughs> yeah. to get better at this part of this interrogation thing. And then he's like, okay, cool. Well, um, I have to leave now. Yeah. Uh, that'll yeah. clear off in a few hours. He's like, no, nah, man, like fix this. Like, <laughs> yeah, a few hours. What? Uh, it's so funny. Like, yeah. A good idea for a scene. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so there's just so much, you know, it's like, well, yeah, that would be Don- like, Donald Glover is also the voice of Miles Morales on the cartoon. Yeah. I not Spider Verse, but like the actual, I think the cartoon, actual, like a cartoon, a that, cartoon uh, series. Yeah. Airs somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting if they end up again. I think it's all still Spider-Man, but like if they were to incorporate miles into this universe, the way that the mm. video games like mm-hmm. incorporated, miles into this universe it'd be interesting especially if they could get 
Donald Glover back as Prowler, though. He's, he's enigmatic. He's and, in the Disney business. Yeah, those are basically junk drawer things. Is there anything else you want to hit before the junk drawer ends? Oh, I don't think so, but you maybe want to rewatch these movies and see if I'm moron or not. But. Yeah. You check out these Marvel movies that you may never have yeah, heard of. Have you heard of uh, these things? Spider-Man? Yeah. The Spider-Man? They're kind of popular. I don't know. Yeah, People yeah. like him. You heard about this? Spider-Man? He spins a web uh, any size. Yeah. Bad guys, he catches them like flies. <laughs> yes, he does. So yeah, is there anything you would like to plug on your way out before we get out of here? Only that Seth was kind enough to let me write an article for The Inlander recently. I don't know when this is running, but yeah. you can check it we out. Ta- it talks about Spider-Man. It does. It's about multiversal movies. So check out Inlander.com. Jason's written a few things. You can you know search by author. I'm on there. Seth Sommerfeld, Jason Baxter. So other people that have been good and uh, contribute. So check that out again check out our socials facebook everyone is wrong twitter everyone's wrong underscore instagram everyone's wrong you know go see the new spider-verse because hopefully it'll be half as good as the first one and uh we'll see hopefully well fingers crossed Uh, i'm slightly nervous just i've been avoiding nothing has put me through more stress than going to the movie theaters and i have not seen any seconds of any of the trailers i've just been like Put my head down. La, 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 la. I don't want anything. The more I'm anticipating a movie, the less I want to hear about it. I don't need any, like, Star Wars trailers after, like, the initial, like, teaser trailer. You know, things like that. The Indiana Jones reviews are out. But, yeah, anyway. But, uh... Everyone is wrong after dark. Do you have... Do you have a favorite Spider-Man, like, comic run or anything that you'd like to shout out? Shit, that's a good question. I will say this, and mm-hmm. it's not my favorite. I don't own it or anything, but um, there's a very iconic issue in the early run when it was still Steve Ditko and Stan Lee, which is to say it's mostly Steve Ditko. Yep. Where uh, he's like under a pile of like rubble and stuff in a sewer, and he has to like lift it up. And it's like, you know, Ditko doing his nine pound grid thing. Very iconic. One of the best comics ever drawn and i did appreciate that homecoming at least like sort of replicated it yeah and they also did the thing where he's looking in the pond and you see it's sort of like a like a magical realism moment like it doesn't actually make sense but like he sees like the half spider-man mask half peter face i think the i think the thought in that scene if i'm doing the logic is that like the mask is folded in the puddle oh Oh, okay. So he's looking at the reflection. He's looking at the puddle, and like the mask has like landed in a way where it's half folded over. Okay, that takes a little bit of you know extension of disbelief, but all right. I mean, it's more than less than magical realism. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I thought that was a cool homage too, back to those like early early comics. Mm-hmm. I own a lot of Spidey comics, but I don't really have a, like a favorite, favorite run. Yeah, there's not that. Uh, we may be talking about comics again very soon. Yeah, yeah, we will. We will. And not in the Marvel Universe. So tune in for that. But, but also um, Steve Ditko adjacent. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint, hint. Not yeah, we're talking about the movie Blue Beetle. <laughs> Just kidding. We're not, we're not talking about Is that it. even coming? Is that, that still, is still coming movie? out? It's okay. still coming out. I've seen okay. uh, I, before 
whatever uh shazam there's a trailer for it um the new the second oh i have to ask you about shazam now (laughs) okay well we'll do that off mic uh until jason and i talk again thanks for enduring two parts six movies of us talking of the spider-man and remember even if everyone else mocks it love the stuff you love (laughs) 